for the first time ever, you're going to get a behind-the-scenes look at a new car press launch. This is AutoLine. The scene you see here is a quintessential New England town. This is Manchester Village in Vermont, nestled in and amongst the Green Mountains. Now, normally I'd come to a place like this for a vacation, but I'm not here on vacation. I'm here to work, and the reason why I'm here is that this is the place that Mercedes-Benz has chosen to do the international media launch of its latest diesel technology. Today's show is going to be all about the behind-the-scenes effort that goes into a launch like this, all the setup, all the logistics, and starting with the people who make it happen. These big events are just the first preview. Uh, after this, you know, we may do some local regional events for the local press. They then go into our press fleets, which are across the country, coast to coast, uh, and they're pushed out on a request basis, but also we push them out to people that we want to. So really the whole process of a car launch for us uh, isn't just the week or the two weeks that we're here. We're always trying to stay two hours ahead of our guests and, and really uh, to look out for anything that's going to kind of sway and divert. So our mind is racing all the time, even though we're looking calm and cool and collective. Uh, behind the scenes, we're always sweating the details for stuff, and, and the little details really speak to, to big success at the end of the day. It's really almost as much about the people as it is the hardware. You want to see the engineers, you want to talk to the marketing people, you want to try and figure out what they've got in mind, I mean, away from the hype. You know, the soul of the vehicle and the soul of the people that are behind it. And that gives you a very good idea if they think it's going to be a success. So if you want to learn about the effort that the car companies go through to put their newest vehicles in the best possible light in front of the media, don't go away. We'll be back right after this. This is AutoLine. Here now is John McElroy. The one thing for sure that you can say about the automotive industry is it really keeps the wheel rolling. From planning to design to manufacturing, the carousel continues each year with more than 50 to 100 new or refreshed models being released in North America alone. But before those products land at car dealers across the country, many customers first become acquainted with them in the buff books, like Motor Trend, Car and Driver, or Road and Track. Because those periodicals have such a fervent built-in audience, the manufacturers usually loan these new models out for review well before they're released. We've all seen the glossy cover stories perfectly timed to hit newsstands just early enough to generate buzz and excitement. It's a symbiotic relationship for sure. The magazines get some great product access, while the manufacturer receives the PR benefit of stories and pictures featuring its new upcoming car or truck. Well, that's great for the big boys of the enthusiast set, but what about everyone else? The problem is capacity. There are only so many prototypes built before the car or truck is mass produced, so not everyone in the automotive media has the luxury of that early loan. To make sure the universe of reporters that work for daily newspapers, other magazines, and even internet media also gets access to those new vehicles, the OEMs came up with a way to take care of everyone else at virtually the same time and developed the press launch. The press launch has become a unique and important part of automotive marketing. Important for consumers because it's usually the first opportunity the non-enthusiasts have to read, see, and hear information about the new product from someone other than the company. 
And likewise, it's important for the auto industry because it reaches consumers via a comfortable and trusted voice. You can advertise to them, which is about selling. Uh, you can do direct mail to them, which is about telling. Uh, but in a way, public relations and what we do with your, your good colleagues from the fourth estate uh, really is a third party endorsement because they're reading it from a brand that they trust, whether it's Autoline Detroit or whether it's the Wall Street Journal or whether it's a, a magazine or their, or their local newspaper. They trust that source of information. Trust is something usually earned over time. However, looking at its history, the press event is really relatively young. In its current form, it's only been around for about 30 years. But even over that short amount of time, it's proven to be an effective communication tool for the OEMs. But as you're about to see over the next half hour, nothing comes cheap. It takes an extraordinary amount of time, effort, people, and money to put on a major press launch. But Thanks to our friends at Mercedes-Benz, for the first time ever on television, we're going to take you inside one of these high-stake affairs, which can catapult a car to the top of its class or start its downward spiral into sales obscurity. And for this particular product, the new Bluetech Clean Diesel from Mercedes-Benz, it all starts in the communications offices. In this case, Stuttgart, Germany, and Montvale, New Jersey, at least a year out, sometimes more. And there isn't much these teams don't tackle for a press launch. Everything from the design and concept of the event, to its most appropriate location, to the journalist guest list, and even travel requests. Of course, every event is important, but when the adjective global gets added, there's an even greater impact. And that's just what this event is a global product launch where international journalists travel to the selected American site. Right. So that means the communication and planning between the Stuttgart office and Mercedes-Benz USA needs to be extremely important and precise. Dress code for this one, are we, are we doing like jacket for dinner? I, I know New England and Vermont is a little bit more casual, but I think it depends on who we have there, right? First evening, we have, we'll have it at the pond. It's more like a barbecue kind of atmosphere, so that's more really informal, like we're just arriving of the day. Okay. Uh, very, very relaxed. And then the second day, same, uh, again, same thing for reluctant banter, but like the more formal jacket without a tie. Okay, so leave the ties home. I think everything is, is coming along pretty well. Uh, we've been in good contact over the, the past few weeks, and uh, it sounds like we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, we're looking forward to you guys. Yeah, same here. Same here. Cool. So, right. see, you, see you next, uh, yeah, in two weeks' time, right? Okay, sounds good. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Telephone calls can only take planning so far. At some point, you have to get on the ground. In this case, the Green Mountains of Western Vermont. And figure out how to create a memorable experience for a group of global journalists. And of course, perhaps the most important element for any press launch other than the vehicles themselves are the roads. I want to produce an, an event, uh, a, a driving experience for the um, for, for our for our guests that highlight the car, that show them what the car is capable of in its best setting, um, as well as give them a favorable, obviously a favorable impression of the car. Hank Chapman is a true road warrior. It seems incredible, but for each Mercedes press launch, he can spend up to three months on site finding just the right roads to showcase the car. And the first couple of days, I just start driving around and look at the major roads and start making notes of you know, maybe that road or, or something up here. 
And over the course of the first few weeks, uh, literally the first 10 days, two weeks, uh, I'll drive three to 700 miles a day sometimes. I'm just driving from dawn till dusk, making notes. Uh, I bring a, a pack of highlighters on my, on my GPS map and I'm you know, highlighting roads. This one works, this one doesn't work. And anyways, that's the beginning. And then you just start putting together the puzzle. But the Mercedes press event puzzle has a number of complex pieces that go into creating the whole experience. As part of the team works on message and materials for this clean diesel launch, another portion heads on site to the Albany Airport in New York. These workers are turning the second floor observation deck into a private airport club. Since the event will start with a drive from the airport, Mercedes is building this temporary lounge for reporters to relax a bit before they pick up their vehicle and head to the hotel. But this is just one of three separate construction spots that Mercedes is creating for this event. Back at the resort, the team takes an existing area of the hotel and transforms it into a Mercedes-approved meeting room complete with its own covert electronic control room that will run all the elements of the business meeting. Heck, Mercedes even brings their own light fixtures to make certain they set the right mood for their audience. Now that may be impressive, but there's even more out back. One of the things that Mercedes likes to do differently at its press launches that's quite a bit different from other car companies is to showcase the heritage that it has in any of the models or even the technology that it's introducing to the press. In this case, I'm standing in front of an exhibit that they built right behind the hotel to showcase the heritage in diesel passenger car technology that goes all the way back to 1939. In fact, several of the vehicles in this display came directly from the company's museum in Stuttgart, Germany. It wasn't just the vehicles that came from Germany, so did the crew. Mercedes brought more than 20 carpenters to build this temporary hotel extension on an open area out back. Uh, actually, then we start with the concept, what we can do, and uh, then we see how the topography is, and we start to, to think about what, what, what we can do. In this case, we set up uh, eight pavilions with a stage in the middle. But as memorable as this multi-car display is, what's even more impressive is the way Mercedes integrates the elements of the event so nothing looks out of place. Vermont is really known for its, uh, its clabbered siding, its white kind of salt box uh, approach. So there's a, a, a nice mix between green and the white and the shutters. Uh, and we have that with the cars. I mean, typically our cars are, are black and silver, but we put them in an environment that it really blends. And the whole idea here is when you step back, you can't really tell what we did different here, that it's meant to be organic and it's meant to be here, but it also has a function in, in that it tells a story. And, and in this case, it's the history of the diesel. With all this attention to detail, it's easy to forget the real star of the show, the new clean diesel engine, but Mercedes doesn't. The team starts by converting a huge nearby warehouse into a standalone Mercedes-Benz service center, just in case any of the vehicles need service during the event. Then, when the fleet of Bluetech test cars arrive, the crew cleans and details each vehicle and stages them for the reporters arriving at the Albany Airport. 
This is where the heavy lifting starts for the crew. In this case, at the Albany International Airport. International because they literally have journalists flying in from all over the world. And whether they arrive by commercial airliner or by charter, they're always met by a Mercedes representative who guides them down to baggage claim where they can get their bags before they start out on their test drive. But before that occurs, Mercedes receives a PR extra. Having chosen an area that doesn't see many of these events, the team gets some local exposure from this Albany Airport Authority press conference and another chance to talk about its 50-state clean diesel. We chose this area really because of its green uh, aspects, uh, because of the great driving roads, especially here in the Albany area, um, great in and out in terms of our international guests. Uh, and also a great resort uh, just over the border up in Vermont. And everybody has been great in terms of their hospitality and really opening their arms to us. But these auto journalists are anxious to get their arms around this new Mercedes technology. So to start with, they sign out an SUV and head off on the first drive. No, it's great. The Vermont, Vermont is a stunningly beautiful state. And it's actually a neat idea to fly into an airport and then drive into the countryside. I think that's a great idea. The journalist's 90-minute drive leads them to their home for the next couple of days. Manchester, Vermont, just across the New York border. But why here? Why the Equinox? The clean diesel intro does play a role since Vermont is one of the states that they're targeting for these vehicles, but you'd think that they'd have thousands of locations to choose from. Well, think again. So really, when you rationalize it all down, there are only so many places you can go at any given time of the year, and there are, only, and there are less of those places that have really good roads for showing the car on. So in terms of our uh, choice of locations, it's actually surprisingly more narrow than you think it is. Uh, pulling the rabbit out of the hat is finding different roads, finding different hotels, uh, and maybe seeing it from that way as opposed to seeing it from that way. So it's, uh, that's the trick. Well, if that's the trick, reporters are about to get a full dose of Mercedes press event magic from the historic hotel, to the diesel display, to the blue tech patio. Journalists are exposed to all aspects of what the company is doing with this engine, from technical details to sales projections. From a marketing standpoint, from a communication standpoint, I don't really see it as this is press, this is marketing. It's about really starting the dialogue on blue tech in earnest, so that's what we're, that's what we're here to do. Even though this information is valuable, it's time for reporters to sink their teeth into the real reason they came to Vermont in the first place. Of course, the most important part of any new press launch is the test drive, where journalists can get into these vehicles, take them out on the road, and see for themselves what they really like to drive. Equipped with their trusty Mercedes roadbooks containing the routes that Hank Chapman helped create, the journalists grab a Bluetech diesel and hit their three different driving options. Route 1 is a short 19-mile village-to-village oval that's mainly easy driving two-lane roads. Route 2 is a bit longer at 60 miles, taking the reporters through the picturesque Vermont countryside with a variety of lanes and speeds, while Route 3 offers 100 miles of the entire mix. The village driving of Route 1 combined with the same beauty of Route 2 and the challenge of taking the Blue Tech diesels 
through the Green Mountains. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's as solid as a tank, but it feels very light and agile. Continue to follow the U.S. Partly because the suspension is very good, but also the engine gets this great willing torque at every level. The driving may be done for the day, but Mercedes, like all OEMs, has other activities to help educate everyone on the new vehicle, or in this case, the new engine. There's a lot of different elements that go into a new car press launch. One of the most important of those is the business meeting, where they gather all the journalists together to hold a press conference so the executives can really put their spin on how they want to present this car to the media. In just a few moments, uh, Thomas Rule, our director of uh, R-Class SUV Hybrid and Bluetech, will explain how all of this was made possible. And of course... It often involves the very people who designed, engineered, and developed these vehicles. And then when it's all over, they open it up to Q&A so the journalists can really jump into the topics that they want to learn about. Uh, are, do you have any plans to add diesels to smaller passenger cars in the U.S. market in the, in the near future? We're looking at that. Uh, we've obviously... Are back and forth with our with our development counterparts uh, in Stuttgart on getting those advantages to our smaller platforms. We don't have a, we don't have a definitive date on that yet. With most of the day's business complete, everyone has a chance to relax, socialize, and reflect on the event before heading to dinner. When you actually go to the press event, it's really almost as much about the people as it is the hardware. You want to see the engineers, you want to talk to the marketing people, you want to try and figure out what they've got in mind. I mean, away from the hype, you know, the soul of the vehicle and the soul of the people that are behind it. But if you're not at these events, at least on something of a regular basis, you're really writing based on, if you're lucky, maybe getting some people on the phone, but more often than not, just writing on what you're hearing and reading from what other people who are in the field are telling you. Well, it is a time commitment, but it's a, it's a commitment that really immerses you in the vehicle, especially if, if you have to write about it later. It's all those little fine points that you don't get necessarily if you drive it for a couple hours or if you read some things, you know, talking to everybody, you uncover little things that you wouldn't otherwise. I had a chat this afternoon with the guy who runs the entire SUV operation at Mercedes-Benz. Am I gonna do that at home in my office? Not a chance. But before you know it, the driving's all done and the interviews are wrapped up as well, leaving reporters to pack up, check out, and head back to their homes and offices scattered across the country as the Mercedes PR team makes certain that any and all requests are filled. So um, we have a video team out shooting them, shooting Joe right now. A couple of guys are doing it themselves. Greg's out doing some photography. Um, so we have a couple of special requests we have to follow up on, get people some footage and different photos by the end of the week. Um, but it's been really, really smooth. Everyone's really been getting what they want.
visit our website for even more great content all week long. AutoLine Extra, Dawn's Journal, podcasts, and even more. So click over and get the inside view at AutoLineDetroit.tv. Well, I bet you've now got a much greater appreciation of the enormous effort that the car companies go through to put on a press launch. And you know, we've only shown you one of these things. I'd estimate that this year, in the United States alone, there's going to be about 50 new car press launches. The journalists who are here will barely have time to go write their stories, bang out their blogs, and produce their television shows before they have to go off to the next event. But one thing's for sure, if manufacturers were not getting the bang for the buck from these events, they'd fade away. But as Mercedes has showed us, it remains committed, especially for that journalist third-party endorsement. So we know that of all the tools that we have in our box, PR is one of the ones that pays immediately and pays big. So it's, uh, it's an important part of our arsenal. You have lots of last-minute things that come up. Um, there are things that keep you awake at night, but usually the event, you can't wait to get out of bed in the morning, so it's a good thing. I go to a lot of them. I've been going to a lot of them. I've been doing this for uh, 41 years now. Nobody does it better. I've really got to thank Mercedes-Benz for allowing us to get this behind-the-scenes look of a new car press launch. And as you all know, we always shoot a whole lot more at events like this than we can possibly show you on this show. And you can always catch a whole lot more at our website. And for all of us here at AutoLine, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.